Hello and welcome to episode number 10 of our podcast. My name is Alec Greenman. I'm Alex Yenel. And this podcast is with one of your friends, Aliki Gravel. Aliki Gravel, who's a, a therapist, a, a local therapist to Tedbury. I think she's in next to Foxham or somewhere there. Um, and uh, yeah, we've had the opportunity to speak to her. She's really interactive and she really enjoys what she does, really. And uh, we talk about many different subjects a bit always on the same variation on the same theme and I think she had quite a lot of things to say we even maybe even at some stage I think talked about poo transplant for autistic children so I think it went quite far it's a, it was a good one yeah yeah nicely put nice. as always if you want to comment like share mm-hmm. interact, interact with us yes yeah. then please do and, feel free uh, yeah we hope you enjoy the podcast. Perambulations in Franglais. Aliki, welcome. Thank you. To our podcast, Perambulations in Franglais, uh, tonight. And um, we're really excited to have you around um, because we think you're really awesome and we want to talk to you and hear you talk about what you're enthusiastic about because I think we need loads of enthusiastic people around that's the main thing really so yeah talk to us a bit maybe just introduce yourself maybe as who, how awesome is it to be Aliki Gravel <laughs> <laughs> also take that yeah, yeah well thank you for having me here yeah, very nice very honoured to be here yeah. um, well can I tell you I am an integrated mind and body therapist mm-hmm. So that means that I treat both mind and body. So whether you've got a physical problem, it's often connected to a mental problem. If it's a mental problem, it often shows up in a physical way. Mm-hmm. So my work is really deciding which one needs treating first. <laughs> yes, okay. um, I'm traditionally Chinese medically trained with shiatsu mm-hmm. rather than acupuncture, uh, which is very effective. That was tiny eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I use an Interex machine, which is the original Skenar technology, which is uh, was developed for the Russians, mm-hmm. the Russian astronaut, by the Russians for the Russian astronauts, astronauts. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, a neurofeedback device, which is fantastic for pain and um, all sorts, but primarily for pain. It's marketed for pain, really, mm-hmm. so that's great. Um, I use EFT techniques, which is a tapping technique, emotional freedom technique. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of it, but yeah. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. All, all of the things you've said so far are great starting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, What else do I do? I do, I mean, lots of, it's integration of everything, really, but a uh, bit of hypnosis, um, I'm trained in that, and I kind of, I kind of spliced it all up into one um, hour and a half session, really. With mm-hmm. stations? With clients? With clients, clients yes, uh-huh. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. With patients, clients. Mm-hmm. Interesting conversation. Are they patients or are they clients? clients? Yeah. Or they are a bit of both? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a lot of time. Um, and um, yes, and touch on a bit of meta medicine, which is which kind of explains more of what I do, where, whereby the body will express as an illness and a sickness um, due to a mental anxiety mm-hmm. and some description. Trauma. Like, like a theatre. 
Yeah. Like a theatre. Yeah. 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 So tra- a lot of most of it's trauma based. Mm-hmm. Pain is trauma based, whether it's mental or physical. Physical. Mm-hmm. So trauma being that big word. Mm-hmm. And uh, trauma and inflammation as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Mm, that's, that's, um, that's a start. That's a start, yes, I think that's it. Oh, nutrition, I do lots of nutrition. nutrition but I'm not, I don't advertise myself as a nutritionist uh, because uh, I find that too just. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am trained, but I add in nutrition to my therapy. Okay, good. It's kind of like you, you have to have an I feel like you have to have an understanding of nutrition if you're doing anything yeah. to do with humans and like mental and physical health really yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah because yeah, uh, well, a couple of times you mentioned you were going abroad to do conferences and or seminars or retreat or mm-hmm. something like that can you talk to us a bit more about that and what uh, it consists of or something like that and uh, well if, the retreats yeah. are if, if I'm a um, facilitator a guest a guest, on, a guest on a uh-huh. retreat I, it's for purely for detox Okay. So mental and physical detox. detox. Um, my favourite place has been in Turkey. Uh-huh. In fact, two of them have been in Turkey. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but we try and I go with a girlfriend. We try and change places. Location, okay. okay, okay. Um, but it's 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 juicing, usually juicing. So it's it's pure liquid, uh-huh. fast. Um, Which way? If it, you exercise a bit, or you, you or, exercise, uh, or walk, you, or like walking, or walking. Yeah, yeah, okay, you can do okay. yoga, Pilates. Okay, okay. You can do cardio if you want. I, okay. I personally don't like doing too much cardio. Uh-huh. when I'm doing it, but uh, it's it's good to be in a warm place. Place got to be nurtured a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's good to have a bit of mental support That's too, right. because uh, the last one I did particularly, um, I did a bereavement, and, and certainly mm-hmm. it all came wolf, it all came yeah, out. So it's quite nice to have somebody there. Well, to, a group as well yeah, to, to support. support. You. Okay, and people who go through the same thing, or through the same thing, through the same process with your, in your retreat as well. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, minimum four days. I wouldn't do it any less than that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's fantastic. So I learned a lot of uh, about detoxing, fasting, and uh, you know plant-based diets. I suppose uh, mm-hmm. from these retreats as well, and that kick-started my gut health interest, interest. off. Mm-hmm. I suppose, um, and how it reacts with the brain, and how really if your gut ain't working, then nothing else is working. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a lot of my work at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, and I I talk on some. Seminars and uh-huh. conferences, conferences, and um, uh-huh. usually on on my work with the gut and whatever modality I might be using, whatever the conference is about, whether it's about nutrition or whether it's about um, uh, the Interex okay. machine, which was the last one I did. Okay, okay, okay. So that was an international. What is that machine? Uh, it's a neurofeedback device, I should have bought it, uh, yeah. which which reads off the nervous system, so you get the neurofeedback off the nervous system. Uh, you treat the spine and the face points, which are trigeminal there, so they tie up with the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and a sort of housewife version of yeah, good, explaining good. it, I suppose, is like it re it re it rejigs the electrical system. So it's a bit like turning your computer off and then turning it back on again. It sort of rewires the system. Oh, it re... Nice. What do you call it? Reboot. 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 Yeah. Control all the Yeah. And, you know, and it literally does that. And, I mean, I said to a, a patient 
today, you know, I don't actually really need to know what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just come in and I can treat you and you go away and you feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really nosy, so I quite like to know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also, I mean, clearly because it's an electrical device, uh, you know, if they've got pacemakers or, or any problems in the heart, oh, or they've mm-hmm. got, you know, a warfarin or anything like that, you, mm-hmm. you do actually have to really yeah, know yeah, what yeah. you're dealing with. Yeah, that's um, but... Yeah, so so it, it, it has an So people who they're gonna be a bit worried about like five G coming on because of all the kind of like how it enters in resonance with some of your electrical activity, mm-hmm. all those kind of stuff and now depending on the distance you are from the mast, all those kind of stuff is gonna really be affecting a bit of the electrical communication between different parts. Of some people can have an interact by their bed and every morning reset themselves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to, I don't know. Because that, that's always the thing, really, in terms of diet and all those things. It's really how you control your environment a little bit or how you control yourself in your environment or the response you're having in light of the environment changing or those kind of things. Really. So, like, plant-based diet is quite the current thing which is quite an interesting thing, really, because it's all meat diet type thing, really, which works as well, maybe. There's ketogenic diet, there's a, a intermittent fasting diet as well. So there's quite a few diets which are it's really actually quite relevant. You've got to find what suits you. That's it, that's it, that's it. That's because it, that's keto it. can be actually really... It's, it's, it's meant to be fantastic for mm-hmm. cancer patients, mm-hmm. but I know as it can have a detrimental mm-hmm. effect on... on Cancer patients too cause mm-hmm. kidney stones and that's the that's that's So I, take, I, tend, I tend to take uh, chelating substances. So I take charcoals and yeah. spirulina and all sorts of things in order to really clear the gut, really. Mm-hmm. And I drink three good liters of water a day, really. So you need a good kidney function as well. So it's maybe not for everybody. And, but to kickstart the whole process a bit, yeah. I think it's quite an interesting mm-hmm. thing, really. But it's quite protein-based, so you can have like loads of plant proteins, of course, but animal proteins are quite interesting as well. But also in Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. you know, um, having a plant-based diet is, is great, but, but mm-hmm. if you're having it raw mm-hmm. and cold, it can yeah. be very damaging Damn. for some, for, yeah, for some mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. for your makeup, so they, you, you would be able to tell someone's makeup whether you're a hot person, a damp person, a cold person, a, a fiery, livery, well, actually, fiery and liver different, but fiery mm-hmm. person or a livery person, you know, you, you, you train over all the years, you, it's a three mm-hmm. year intensive mm-hmm. um, on how to read the body. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if constitutional, if you were diet. having mm-hmm. a raw diet, it yeah. probably wouldn't be so good for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, you know, mm-hmm. you might actually really benefit yeah, from yeah. a raw diet, but it, you know, so mm-hmm. it just. It's 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 very hard when people say you've got to have a plant based diet. You've got to have a this, you know, this, up your meat. You've just got to see what suits you. Really. That's my, that's kind of a thing about almost every topic because it's like, and that's actually why I know we spoke before about like what is this like doing a podcast. That's actually why I really wanted to do one and why I find them really interesting because I think having a long format conversation about these kind of things is 
way more interesting than being like everyone everyone has to be vegan like that's it yeah like full stop mm-hmm. it's like I'm not really too sure how I don't think that's very beneficial on an individual level yeah. like helping people at all and well, also the new word now is vegan what's that <laughs> fish vegan a fish oh, vegan because right. <laughs> um you know because it is it can be don't quote me well you can quote me Mm -hmm. but um but i think vegan diets can be very detrimental for certain types of people certain makeups of people Mm -hmm. going back to the chinese medicine way of Mm -hmm. looking at things Mm -hmm. or the the ayurvedic as well Mm -hmm. you know it really suits some Mm -hmm. people and it's healed people from the most extraordinary things but Mm -hmm. um other people can become very deficient yeah that's why like you said you've kind of got to know what is good for you or or try and find something that works for you Mm -hmm. and i guess go and see like someone who might be able to point you in the right direction and not be biased not be like automatically Mm -hmm. push everyone down vegan initially kind of thing like actually try and find out what is best for you yeah Exactly. Because some people, there's been like an uh, increase of people doing the carnivore diet, which I find, I f- found it really fascinating for a long time because I was like, well, everyone said that these p- people should basically be dead or die from scurvy or whatever else. And they've been doing it for a long time and they're completely f- like fine and feel healthy. And it was kind of like a bit of a answer or like a, uh, a inverse of, of the vegan uh, fad if you like um, but again it's just the same thing like it might work really well for someone but <laughs> it might not work very well for others really yeah. well it works well for Eskimos so that's yeah. one good thing really because yeah. it doesn't have broccoli well the keto yeah. well ke- uh, what were they what was they oh they just have they just yeah, high, fat. High, yeah. Fat, high fat high fat high protein very good for basically yeah. 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 but, so but they are eating animals which are actually strictly vegetarian as well really so that's the other thing as well. So we talk about that carnivorous diet, but we tend to have to source the meat that you eat very carefully. And meat that has been kind of battery fed yeah. type thing is going to be its content in omega-3 or the ratio between omega-3 and omega-6 is, is really being changed an awful lot really compared to a, a cattle who's been really strictly grazed on clover and grass is going to have quite a good omega-3 and moved uh, that's it plus the movement and things so the type of muscle you're ten, tending to actually deal with and the content of fat you tend to and the type of fat you have is actually quite different as well really so there's all those things a bit I think and uh, narrow, narrowing it down too much is really losing a bit the context and the actual person and thing and then environment environment wise in terms of diet people quite like to have the regain a bit of control over what they eat or yes. themselves and it's, uh, to talk about diet is quite a good mean to get more control in a way really or more competence or belonging to a group of people because the vegans are I think they've got a bit the ethical higher ground at the moment, which actually is interesting, really, and definitely eating less meat at the moment and, and commercially reared meat is possibly the thing that we need to maybe stop being addicted to, which yeah. bit, really. mm-hmm. and it would be not only good for ourselves, but it would be good too for the planet, really. Mm-hmm. But from there to actually completely stop the consumption of uh, meat is maybe a bit far-fetched. Well, it's like anything. Yeah. It's too extreme. Too extreme. That's it, that's it, that's it. Looking for balance. That's it, that's it, that's it. Or maybe as a detox, 
start singing and or detour, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite an extreme way of going about because that's uh, uh, because you want a trigger for change in a way. So you have to kickstart the whole thing as well, really. So that's the good thing about that, really. Yeah, mm. but I people always complain about you know organic food is too expensive and mm-hmm. you know. You know you have to travel further to get it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, not always, you can get it delivered. But, mm-hmm. but what I always say to people is just eat less because it's better quality. That's it, that's it, so that's you it, don't it. need as much. Does yeah. that make and sense? People overeat. Anyway. People overeat, and yeah. the amount of people that say to me, "Oh, you know, when I do these talks and things on, on gut health, and mm-hmm. I just did one in the city for some workers, which I'll tell you about," and you know, this is, but all these vegetables I buy, they they, they just sit in the bottom of my fridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why are you buying so many? Mm-hmm. And they're well, you know, because I've been told I've got to do this every day and whatever. So I said, well, just chuck it in a smoothie then at the end of the day. Just chuck it in a, in a you know, nutrient. Yeah, really. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, then, and then you've got the whole lot in one hit anyway. And they're like, oh, oh, you know, it's amazing. You just think, mm-hmm. there's so much out there. Have mm-hmm. you not read any of it? But yeah, people, people are very, no, they're they very, very mild, ill-informed. Or interest, I think, in, in most cases. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and, too complicated. Yeah. And uh, I'll be interested to hear about your chat to some workers. I'm not sure if I'm thinking about a different type of worker, but with um, with people like people who work in the construction industry, always like everyone I've ever worked with, and my brother and stuff, they'll just buy uh, buy like some sandwiches or something, and then like drink, and then maybe a sausage roll or something, just like put it all in, and often they're like, oh, I need that, I need that amount to have the energy and stuff. But I, I found for me when I was went from doing that, I I went to like a keto um, diet for like two months and it just like wreaked havoc with my body basically. And <laughs> um, but I was like, I've, I, what I did find out is I did not need to eat yeah, anywhere near as not. much, and I could if I just pushed through the occasional time that I get a bit of discomfort initially when I was hungry. After that, all of a sudden, was like just completely fine, if not maybe better. It's interesting. Your stomach shrinks a little bit. You need yeah. less. And your body adapts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the thing, like going back to talking about the scale machine, you know, it, it, it allows the body to adapt to, to change. And, it, and it's, you know, often I will treat people who are in detox and things because it just, it helps the body just to regulate, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I study that, I know. yeah, but cool. you know, because I know people who can eat nothing and then eat one meal in the evening. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, I'd be probably killing the traffic warden and the person who stopped at the, you know, yeah. get happy or they got hangry. But that's just my makeup, you know. Yeah. My, you know, I'm more likely to duck and die. Whereas you know somebody else. So it goes back to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Each person is knowing what's good for yourself. Yeah. But because uh, with that as well, I was noticing a bit. Um, it's uh, the way you cook as well. So it's not only the diet, but it's how the food is prepared. And there's quite a lot about that. I think uh, it's not only diet we need to look at, but it's cookery classes in a way. So because uh, if you've got like the uh, deep fryer and the pans and the oven and all, you've got all the culture, or not culture, but all the um, uh, plates and equipment yeah, yeah, and things yeah. that, that is for the diet you're having really yeah. and a nutribulate and or and whatever other to, to steam things <laughs> so you, you can't really do that in a deep fryer really, in a way and that's a bit the tricky part really so you almost 
not only have to win yourself uh, from certain foods, but you need to uh, add or get rid of some of the used and uh, like the cookery um, tools that you have in a way in order to add a chopping board or a proper knife to do things with the vegetables and mm. even how to uh, I don't know is this is the Frenchman talking yeah 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 the sort of skills no, no, no. Chef, yeah. Yeah, yeah you see even Japanese things yeah but like uh, my brother-in-law for example is really fond of cooking but he's, he's, he likes to fish in the summer he, he gets all the snappers and the mackerels and things like that and he kills them in a certain fashion through, through their uh, spinal cord so that there's not too much stress in the meat mm-hmm. and in the way he fillets it all those kind of stuff and amazing. the way he cooks it a bit you know like it's um, pretty amazing but it's you have to have the tools to do it really and the skills and the skills and the knowledge and the knowledge so uh, the whole diet uh, sometimes I think it's It's a bit like the. It's really an emotional thing. People talk about the, their uh, auntie or their grandma's, uh, um, you know, like meat pies or things like that, and the smell they have, and the togetherness, the Sunday lunch part of thing, all those kind of stuff. Oh, I can't start my diet until after Christmas, because at Christmas yes. we're, we're having the whole lot and saying, mm. yeah, it's August, it's another four months till Christmas, really. I don't know, I'll do my diet after because I really want to eat, drink, and I'm like, well, yeah, but there's another Christmas 12 months after. So, <laughs> and actually, detoxing in the winter is, is the worst thing, worst thing possible. Do. Exactly, exactly. They, they say you should detox uh, spring, spring and autumn. autumn. So, change the equinox, change your change mm-hmm. seasons. Yeah, you won't lose much weight in January. Mm-hmm. You might feel better, but you mm-hmm. lose. Whereas if you do it in sort of April, I guess that makes sense. Pounds will shred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we need, you know, we need pounds to just slide off me no matter what. Yeah. Very You're fortunate depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's inter- it's interesting. What about um in- environment? I, I think that the cooking thing is definitely for friends that, that I've got who are trying to who have tried to lose weight, they struggle the most with just like what like what can I eat? It's yeah. like, even as if they're eating particularly bad things. Yeah. And they've joined certain like weight loss classes and things and they haven't particularly some of them haven't worked and then they've well, tried some people some people love a regime they mm-hmm. love you know 8 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night they like to follow a regime four almonds you know a juice at six or whatever, whatever it might be and they stick to it and they're very um, regimented traditional Chinese as well you know, so that's the type of person that's um, whereas other people like to just have a basic outline of what they can do and um, you know that's what I really do is do you know gain what I call the housewife version the easy version you know mm-hmm. the uncomplicated version and just have a load of food that you can eat um, so you're you're kind of adding in rather than always taking out mm-hmm. so psychologically it's much better mm-hmm. and if you add in you then don't need the other stuff that you need to take out does that make sense that's exactly what you spoke about not that long ago oh really Alexi was like really? maybe it's mm-hmm. not about he was like maybe psychologically it's much better to talk about what you can eat rather well, than what you can't. can't eat so most people come in to me and they say I've been told I can never eat bread again I can never drink again I can never have double cream on my whatever it strawberries might be strawberries in the in yeah. I mean, if you know, if you've got a serious disease and, yeah. you know, and like arthritis and stuff, you do not want to be using 
you know, <clears throat> dog artists, strawberries, whatever it might be. But, um, but it's you know, let's let's just let, let's let's just rehash this. Should we just start again? And you say, okay, well, let's just do it for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, oh, you'll probably find then never eat bread again. But, but yeah. you know, just just don't say never. That word yeah, never yeah, is just yeah. like that naughty child. You will never have that sweet, and all yeah. they want is the sweet. sweet. Yeah, okay, okay. You know, forget the chocolate cake on the side. It's you know. Um, so yeah. That's 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 where I work, mm-hmm. and I think it seems to yeah. I think work. that's a good way. And to the use. little little bite sized changes to mm-hmm. don't overload the system. I had a couple of colleagues as osteopaths who were doing uh, food intolerance testing, and the layout is all what you can't eat. And I, I never, I always was a bit yeah. dubious about the thing. It's a bit like. Yeah, it's great. Okay, great. So, what is it? I can't eat because you still need to eat. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you've just been told about what you can't eat. Yeah. So, it really doesn't solve your problem at all. I think it puts even more of a problem because you're trying to eliminate things when actually you need to, as Aliki says, you need to add things mm. in your plate. Really. Our nutrition is very low at the end of the day. Our, the quality of nutrition is very low. So, like you were saying, you know, for drinks and, and sausage rolls and everything mm. else, but the actual nutritional content of that is very low. Mm. So um, you need you know you need to add in, you need to add a lot of you know more oils for the brain, the brain mm. needs oil, you know, all that sort of stuff, all the mm. you know high quality stuff mm. on top. So I will do supplementation. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't like it much, but if you explain to them what's going on, mm-hmm. then they understand it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I say just Put it in a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chop yeah. it up. Fish, you, fish, you oil, fish oils. Fish oils are a bit tricky, yeah. so if yeah. you put them in a smoothie, it's yeah. easy with some of lemon and things. Yeah. And or or the children smoothie. just crush it up and put it in a little bit of honey or something. That's you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, I'm sure there's ethical reasons or, or, or you know, <laughs> other reasons why one shouldn't do it. It's better that than not. not. Yeah. What ethical or whatever reasons? Because maybe breaking it down and crushing it. Sort of breaks down the nutritional value of it, but right. you're still going to get. I don't. Okay. I don't know if I believe that really, but mm-hmm. I think you're still going to get it. Yeah. I think people always will say something about something, won't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of people are quite anti supplements, and I actually got asked this question today by one of my friends. Like, she she was ill. She sent me a picture of like a, a bottle with different vitamins and stuff in. Um, she was like, "What do you think about it?" And my personal opinion with all of that kind of stuff is like maybe try and figure out the stress stuff first because I think for me and in my experience, stress has such a, a much bigger factor on things like IBS and and being like catching a cold and things like that. Like she eats really well. She's vegan. She eats unbelievably well, really good cook. So for me, I'm like, I don't think that's really much of an issue. Mm-hmm. So what are her symptoms? I mean, is she, you know... I, I think she's, she, she's basically, she's a tour manager for, um, she's a tour manager for Zara Larson, uh, loads of other famous yeah, people. Yeah, so, so stress. Yeah. I mean, well, well stress, that's yeah. such a blanket word, isn't it? Yeah. But, but, um... She's definitely much better at like Spin. finding her her balance. I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? Like um there's a psychotherapist that I really like, um, clinical psychologist that I really like who t- talks about going full pace in your twenties as much as you can within reason and then towards the end of your twenties and in your thirties 
find your balance of where, or like where you sit because your body and your mind and lots of other things can really take it in your 20s mm-hmm. so long as you're not hammering alcohol and drugs it's like you, you can really take it and then when you're in your 30s then you've learned those stuff you've hopefully found out what you wanted to do and then you're probably really good at it so you don't have to do as much of it to earn your living and you can find your balance and like kind of and I really like that idea it's an interesting point of view yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so obviously so a lot of my work involves um, as I said before gut health and you know it's 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 finding what you can take in your gut without um, you know putting out any stress but stress will of any like I said it's a bit of a blanket word but but stress of it anxiety stress any emotional overwhelm I suppose will will have a massive effect on your gut because mm-hmm. it's the same tissue as your brain anyway and so That's so crazy yeah I know. Well, part, of, part of the gut is the same yeah. tissue so it's neural tissue yeah. mm-hmm. so when when you're you have an, when you're an embryo it, it does something and it splits mm-hmm. and you know goes up to the brain and down to your gut so you've got this um, sort of two way street going on but what I advocate is to keep this healthy and then it'll really help with your mental mm-hmm. attitude towards things I'm not saying you don't need to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist mm-hmm. or you know other things might be going on but you can't just do that mm-hmm. yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. do the, you yeah, know, the whole connection which is why I come in I think the the way I view it and this might be wrong the way I view it is it, it is a two way street yeah. and I think when you try to figure out the, the stress side of things or if there's something obvious that's really upsetting you or stressing you causing tension whatever often the other things start to come in a little bit as well so if you're comfort eating I find if I'm comfort eating or I used to smoke quite a lot and like smoking um, but if I if I try to figure out what it, what I'm stressing about and what that addiction was preventing me from seeing or addressing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a two-way street then. It's like for the brain neurons and for the gut neurons because I'm not smoking and I'm not eating rubbish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a, the nutrition and the supplement thing is like super tricky. It's also a massive, massive industry, isn't it? Like yeah. Supplements. It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it's finding the, the good quality supplements mm. and I would prefer to have the capsules because you actually can open the capsules and put them in food if you want rather yeah. than the big sort of brick yeah, yeah. <laughs> which um, I once that fixes well, well. I, I, want, I once um, spoke to a uh, uh, what do they call them um, what's the cesspit you know the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're not on mainline sewage, septic tank, thank you. And he mm. came to empty the septic tank. Well, we bought this house and we didn't know about what to do with it anyway. And he said the amount of septic tanks that he empties, at the bottom there's a layer oh, of vitamin it. pills yeah. and you can still read the writing mm. on them because they just, because people's guts are so bad, it just goes straight through. Yeah. You know, and that's, I rest my case. I mean, that mm-hmm. was just a local septic tank, mm-hmm. yeah. emptier. But, you know, but even, if, about but even if, the, if you're able to absorb, or if your gut is able to process the whole lot, the excess that your body doesn't need is going to be flushed anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, your body is clever enough to be able to take 
what's, ne- what's needed and what's not really. But then some things like I've supplemented on turmeric for a very very long time, and when I when I come, when I don't for like three months, and then I go back on it, I'm like, oh, I don't know why I ever stop because it's great. And with turmeric, you need black pepper and ideally like lipids or fats right, yeah. to go to help your body absorb the curcumin and mm-hmm. other surely like other vitamins and things like that mm-hmm. pro- probably the same well it like, depends because there's uh, fat soluble vitamins and there's water soluble vitamins it's a, I mean it's a, it's a massive it's a massive subject yeah. um, and a massive industry mm-hmm. so some people are making lots of money and because it's about quantity rather than quality at the end of the day and that's it and then when see Aliki she might be able to advise you on being like whoa ho, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. hold on five minutes and then we can maybe revisit that later save your money for now and then focus on the first thing and then the supplement can be absorbed better and yeah like. yeah because spending money on the therapist is like is a tricky one to to rationalize but kind of in, in Especially if you're not thinking rationally, because the first few times I came to see Alexei, I was like, I mean, he gives me a little bit of money off, but it's a little bit like, oh, I don't want to pay that. And then he was like, yeah, but how much do you spend on a night out? I bet you've had some big nights out that you're probably spending about the same amount of money. Mm. Why don't you just get yourself sorted? And if you go see a therapist, <laughs> you're getting some professional information that in the ideal world, obviously not all therapists are going to be able to do this or, or do do this. You, you're then able to go away with that information and actually put it into your yeah. life. And you've got it. Put it into the theatre. How much your client are you? How much your patient are you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I say to people, I somebody, I, 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 yeah, somebody, I had that conversation about mm-hmm. money. And I said, uh, as she drinks... Probably about five, I think she was drinking about five cappuccinos a day, was what we sort of broke it down to. And I said, well, each cappuccino that you're having is three three seventy five for a large one. Mm-hmm. So that's five, that's nearly 20 quid a day. Mm-hmm. So perhaps cut the coffee out and then come back and see me. Yeah. Or, or have one cup of coffee a day mm-hmm. and come and see me because you are in severe pain. You need some treatment, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, but... Priorities. It's yeah. priorities. Yeah. It's priorities. So, but, you know, we're all at fault. I do it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. But that's a great thing of going to see somebody who knows they are doing it as well. That's the thing, really. You need to lead by example a little bit, but leading by example is actually knowing that you, the consequence of not doing it properly. It's not, the, it's not actually so much about doing it properly and how, why it leads you to, really. But because there's... Order is much more difficult than chaos in a way, mm-hmm. and that, that's the whole problem of it really is that we all face as patients ourselves, really. That's the thing, really. Mm-hmm. And going to see a therapist, well, you learn from your patients, and you learn from patients, <laughs> so your patients can learn from you as yeah. well and your mistake, really. So, having been a smoker, when people come and they talk to me about smoking and saying, I'm like, well, yeah, at the end of the day, you breathe. And you use cigarette to breathe. You could use your pain. You could use something else, and it will cost you a bit less. And actually, just about using your diaphragm to distract, really. That's it. Full stop. And unless you got ulcerative colitis, what's the point of smoking anyway? Mm. But yeah, the need that you think you get filled, fulfilled with the behavior, really. But it's just about controlling your diaphragm and then all that communication, brain and 
and gut, uh, with that polyvagal theory have been introduced to not, uh, not very, not too long ago, which is like very recent, with a different type of vagus nerve, and it's all that physiology of feeling safe, in a way, so there's that emotional stress a bit, and now you read, you talk about the facial nerve and the trigeminal nerve, there's accessory nerve as well, so you're, how is it, we are socialized, and how much I think you're a threat to me, in light of your, how do I read your body language, and how it informs me on how it goes, and it goes to my gut via a part of my vagus nerve, and otherwise there's that other part, which is very gregarious and very old, which is that, am I in danger of dying, and that's a different part of it, which actually is going to go to your gut as well. There was a but, there was a wonderful podcast about that actually. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but mm-hmm. I can dig it out for you. But about exactly that, about women in danger mm-hmm. at night, um, mm-hmm. walking home from a party or going into their flat and you mm-hmm. have a gut feeling, mm-hmm. a gut feeling, mm-hmm. a sense that something's not right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to always we don't listen to it. And the, all these people were coming on saying, you know, I had that feeling, I just knew that mm-hmm. man standing on the street corner, I don't know why, mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. it was bad, I felt it in that's my it, gut, it, I felt that response, but my that's upbringing it. taught me to be ridiculous, shoulders back, be polite, don't be so rude to the man, you know, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with him at all, he's probably just lonely or something. That's it, that's it, that's it. And it would never happen to me. It would never happen to me, but it... You know, it's that response you get from a human being, even mm-hmm. you know, a man standing on the street. On your peripheral vision, all the rest of things, no, yeah. no doubt. And, and you read your environment. Your body reads your environment, even if you don't consciously read it. Yeah. You are yeah. wired, really hardwired to read it, because it's a life and death situation, and your gut feels it. And we talk about a lot about pathology be arising when you don't follow your gut feeling. Yeah. A little bit. That, yeah. that the feedback your body yeah. gives you, yeah. and the longer you ignore it, the more likely you are to actually uh, develop a pathology, mm-hmm. which is quite an interesting concept. Really. That is, yeah. that is, yeah. Now, I, I was teaching um, the group on Friday about mm-hmm. uh, well, stress in the workplace, really. It was, mm-hmm. you know, wellness in the workplace was the title. Totally. But it's about stress with co-workers. So, you know, I'm not talking about stress of deadlines. Everybody has deadlines. I mean, mm-hmm. this is what you can do for that. Mm-hmm. But this is what I want to talk to you about. And it was, you know, really that, you know, you might say something to your co-worker, to me, you know, something that you think is perfectly normal. For some reason, I've taken it like, oh, mm-hmm. oh get you, you know. And mm-hmm. I, but I feel yeah. it. You physically feel it. Often, it's not anything to do with me. It's your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I've just picked up your energy so it's that same it's that facial recognition that thing something is going on with you we don't know what it is but you've passed it on to me so it's just letting people be aware of that don't let it build into something that it's not you know if that happens don't take that person on just go away i've got some little techniques that you can use just to get rid of that feeling clear it and then just be aware of it you know and everyone's like whoa that's amazing but it's it's part of my life but you realize that actually so many people just have not a clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that example where I said something and you were like, what? And then, and you, whatever was going on with me, I had that, you got that feeling in the gut. It's like, if I, I'm guessing you're referring to something like, um, I don't know, I've got something going on, or I, I don't particularly, or I've got an issue with this person, or I've got some, like a personal issue mm. going on. Like, it, 
in my shoes, what can you do in that situation? Because um, you have to communicate. You, right? Yes. And your communication well, it sort of depends on what's happening. Like sometimes people are going to try and communicate out, kind of like out of spite if they've got an issue with them or something. And yeah, I think it's more of a, an unconscious yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's really. what I mean. So if, um, I, if I like had some personal issues and I was communicating with someone at work and they could tell I'm off, like, uh, like eye contact's always yeah. a classic mm-hmm. and I know when I have that, my eye contact is always just like, n- like never like <laughs> communicating like, by the way, if you've done that thing for me, <laughs> it's just like... But what, what can I do in that, in that situation? Well, I think it would, it, would, it would be dissolved by whoever was, you know, so-called attacked, as it were, mm-hmm. energetically attacked by, you know, them taking it away. So it would be dissolved. So there wouldn't be a connection anymore. There's some wonderful graphics, actually, on that, you know, where people can sort of suck the energy out of you, mm-hmm. literally, with not even know, knowing to do it. I mean, you probably actually, to be honest, wouldn't even be aware you were doing it. Mm-hmm. It was something you had said, but it was the way it was said, it was mm-hmm. the tone, it was the delivery, mm-hmm. the energy behind it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, unconsciously, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not necessarily a conscious barb at yeah. somebody, it's more of an unconscious feeling. It's that, you know, what you were just saying, it's that we are... Why scanning all yeah. the time. Why I've scanned you, you've scanned me, I've scanned you, I've scanned over there, I've scanned everything. You're scanning mm-hmm. all the time. It's you know, millions yeah. and millions and millions of times a second and mm-hmm. you know, it's working. Yeah. Our visual ability is like what really separates us amongst other things, but from mammals. from other other mammals, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. our eyes are ridiculously good. Are picking up are picking up cues, but it's for is your it's in your genes. You're, we've been bred to do that. We are so profi- proficient at doing it. Fa- like extremely proficient at doing it. It's a survival thing in a way. But after it's how is it you control? How is it you not control your environment? But how is it you change a bit your response in light of the environment? So I pick up the whole thing from you, which is your thing, not mine. That's one thing. I've really got some issues tonight. In, in a way. No, no, no. Well, you pick it up for me. You pick it up for me. Because you do as well. Yeah, it's, a two, it's a two-way It's a two-way thing. But um, how do you feel it? And what is it you can do to try to clear it a little bit? Because that's the whole thing, really. And we talk a lot about that. The response to it. Exactly. The response to your environment and things. And yeah. we talk a lot about uh, stress with that expectation, fulfillment theory of dream. And the fact that it's what you think... It's how much you, it's what you think you have in terms of uh, uh, the need compared to how much you really need and the difference between the two. And that's what you can change, really. Okay, so how is it I, when I pick up how much you're making me feel and how is it I can get rid of that because I don't really need it, really. Okay, so that's what I can change. I'm not going to be able to change you in a way, okay? And I'm not going to be able to change my response to you. Because it's actually a good thing, but I need to be able to clear that. Clear it. Not taking home with you. Not taking home with you. Taking yeah. taking ownership or responsibility for that situation. Yeah, but it's to be skilled as well. Yeah, yeah. So you need to be skilled as well to be able to recognize the whole thing and having the technique to be like, the EFT. It's very simple. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those techniques? Yeah, it's quite quite a lot. Of, that might be another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. An energy podcast. Energy, energy, energy one. Because there are some there are some techniques. Is that something to do with EFT? Um, or is it like a few different this things? This isn't to do with EFT, but it, I mean, you know, it's all connected. But yeah, EFT yeah, yeah. is more 
uh, you're tapping on the acupuncture points around the face, around the head, chest and, and under the arm, um, really to get rid of uh, sort of fear, phobia, anxiety. So again, physical responses, mm-hmm. um, but it could be massive trauma, PTSD, things like that. We can use it for pain. So I, I often do group sessions, uh, you know, introducing it, whereby uh, we, we use pain. So... I had people the other day, one had a sore toe, one had an elbow, one had a neck, and you just do a group sort of tapping around, even though I have this pain in my neck, even though I have this pain in my foot, whatever it might be, um, I can release it. And by voicing the negative, you're you're tapping it out of the system. So your system, the the energy in your energetic system, the charge in your energetic system is, is a negative charge. So you're getting the negative charge out by tapping. So whether it's PTSD, whether it's anxiety, whether it's against your response to it, really, that's the issue. Um, but but you but it, it gets out of your system, and, it, and you're released. You are released. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. extraordinarily quick. It's very very quick. Your tension goes, the sensation um, you have goes. But it's also an energy thing as well, you know. So going, you know, is it the same as what I was just talking about earlier? Yes, it is. But it's just a, a, a more. So formatted version of, of, of it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. More um, precise. That's and do you think it's something that like needs more gui- guidance, like, like the EFT thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's undoubtedly with a practitioner, you are going to get fantastic results. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly from my thinking, it's because my intention is is behind what I'm doing with the uh, practitioner, with, with the patient client um, but I would give them homework to do to follow up so they can do self-tapping at home mm-hmm. if they feel a bit wobbly about something or you know, it'll never go back to where it was the, the feeling when they first come in with it yeah. but it might sort of creep up a little bit and then you just do some tapping to, to help it so no it's present, present, presenting you know classic mm-hmm. phobia presenting <gasps> do, do want to do that for all those people you know do some okay. tapping and it just brings down that physical charge. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very way, simple. That's it, and it's one way of dealing with it. It's a competence, and then mm-hmm. you focus your attention on something else, and then it's a different layer you're focusing on as well, the energetic layer, mm-hmm. and then you can really... Yeah. So I say to people when I'm doing all my, you know, my presenting now, it's, just, it's, it's keep it simple. Mm-hmm. You know, stop complicating things. Mm-hmm. People love to complicate things. It's yeah, really yeah, yeah. simple. You know, yeah. little changes here, little changes there. You can you can do it. I'm not talking about lying on death's door with stage four cancer and something else and something else. And, but mm-hmm. I mean that also that's a completely different subject. It sure. can be helped, obviously, mm-hmm. um, immensely. But you know, I'm talking about everyday mm-hmm. stuff that people are dealing with. The, the rubbish that people are dealing with that they just just empty that bin you do not need it okay. you know? <laughs> let's start again and it's like oh such a relief it's like clear the excess you don't need first yeah. yeah well clean your bedroom clean your bedroom exactly we agree this is a bit of an uncomfortable question but it's something that I think about quite a lot and so like cancer is obviously tricky right lots of people have been working on trying to solve it or whatever for a long time and you mentioned that obviously like cancer can be helped or even in some people really like amazing things can happen with these kind of like techniques so do you think that um 
counts as almost like a um, like allowing all of these feelings, all of these issues to go and just completely run wild throughout a person's life over a long period of time and then the cancer kind of manifests because they're not releasing these emotions or these issues or whatever. Can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can be, yeah. I mean, one has to be very difficult, to, uh, careful what one says. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, certainly there is plenty of evidence that, um, you know, different therapies have uh, an extraordinary effect on on yeah the way the body responds to cancer yeah yeah um wh- whether or not chemo's involved or chemotherapy is involved or, or anything else i mean a lot of people will do chemotherapy and then back it up with lots of nutrition lots of mental work lots of uh, you know energy work yeah. lots of all sorts of different therapies use all the different guns uh, absolutely um and you some people imagine. choose to do it without chemotherapy, yeah, yeah. which is very brave, but, but it's, you know, that also has been... Yeah, yeah I, I, I've read a book about someone who called The Journey, yeah, uh, yeah and she, like, that's yeah. an insane yeah. story. Yeah, it is an insane story, and a, a great friend of mine has also written the book, similar, a similar story. Um, but she went through her alternative journey, if that's the right word, complementary journey, mm-hmm. Um, after one round of chemotherapy, which nearly killed her, but she was told she would, didn't have it, she would die anyway. Um, so she did this for, for, I think it was 10 years, uh, in order that her body would be then strong enough to take this very um, aggressive form of uh, chemotherapy pre-stem cell, which I didn't realise with stem cell, you have to clean the body out completely before you put in the stem cell. So she wasn't strong enough to have this very aggressive treatment. So in her mind, she wanted to get strong mentally and physically. It was, a, I mean, it was tough. You know, this is someone who literally had to change her whole life, every mm-hmm. single part of her life. And everybody had to go with her as well. <laughs> Children, you know, it wasn't just her. It's, you know, you're changing mm-hmm. her whole environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's, she's, yeah, she's written yeah. a great book too, so. Mm-hmm. What's the book called? So, uh, Pog. Pog. P-O-G, Pog. Pog. Yes. And all proceeds go to St Bart's Hospital. So they go a little plug. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. all ten people listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she's a fantastic lady. So yeah. And yeah. I, I they are extraordinary people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. yeah. And I guess it's to be a bit cautious when we talk about those uh, illnesses and diseases, or both. And because it's not the same experience we all have from the same symptoms, in a way. And I think that's where we will... So you're talking about the mumps and measles and... Well, and the cancer, and the cancer as well. So you have, a, you have a small cell carcinoma of the lung because we've done histological thing and you got a bit of a, a fluid in your lung and you're coughing and then all that and saying, yeah, great, but what, how is it affecting your life, really? And how... Uh, all the people having the same medical symptoms and the same diagnosis are actually, uh, I mean, it influences their life in a very different fashion, really. And that's a bit the whole tricky part, really. Because there's, there's people who are a bit bad, and I'm not too sure and I'm not knowledgeable at all about that subject, but there must be people who are uh, less agreeable, maybe a bit more... Um, 
extraverted or a bit more, you know, less neurotic, and the, the, body, the way they interact with the world is a bit different, and it's quite auspicious and, and enabling them to really take that fight on, really, because it's really the dragon that you go with, and you go with your pen knife, basically, and you have to throw yourself in the whole lot, and you have to get close and personal, <laughs> and, and, and it takes a while. Mm. It's not like a very easy thing. You need to have a go at it, and you need it's like a marathon a bit, really. Well, it's life. It's, 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 it's life. It's life. It's life as well, really. So life is suffering. And well, it makes sense that everyone's experience of it is very slightly different, and then therefore whatever else is is a bit different. Because otherwise, if everyone had, if everyone who had lung cancer, everything went the same way, they'd be able to. They'll be sorted done because they have millions and millions of people with the same experience, with the same issue, and that's it. But But we have cure cure cancer right now with the scientific uh, method. But the whole thing is, it still hasn't. We still haven't cured uh, cancer with medicine. Oh no, medicine cures individuals with cancer on a daily basis, and they do that very well. But when it comes to a population and and humans, uh, science will never cure cancer because of that. Mm. They are not. You cannot do the same treatment for everybody. And when the cancer comes back as well, it's not so good, is it? The the scientific or like the modern medicine method. If the cancer comes back, mm-hmm. anyway, if it comes back, mm-hmm. but, exactly. yeah, mm-hmm. it's not so effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's different ways of doing, and mm-hmm. depending on the cancer. It's, yes, it's a big. Big, big subject, subject. Yeah, 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 but it's a big subject because we talk about cancer when actually we should talk about health, really. Yeah. Because that's the thing, really. People who have cancer are fairly and very healthy as well, or not. And what uh, Aniki just uh, told you, that the, the, her friend or acquaintance was not strong enough to get the conventional treatment, so she has to actually enhance her health and she did it with uh, uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's not because you got cancer that you're not healthy. Mm-hmm. That's the whole tricky part, and that's really the definition of, of health. We yeah. are all thriving to try thing, to you know, ascertain. It, it's my, the, the mind of a matter thing, you know, the original mind of a matter, the, you know, the mind controlling, but mm-hmm. um, is, um, you know, doctors uh, or medics traditionally would have. Uh, I don't know why, where it started and why it started, but they used to say, you know, you've got three months to live or you've got six months to live or you've got a year, whatever it might be. They always put a prognosis, um, a, 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 prognosis, a, a time zone on it. And you bet your bottom dollar that person will die one year to the day or what, three months to the day or six months to the day. It's, it's like it's a reprograms the system. I mean, it's been proved. I'm, I'm just regurgitating people what I hear and read. And, you people know. are obviously in an altered state of consciousness when they are in that room and yeah. having that diagnosis and therefore they're yeah. in an hypnotic state and it's a yeah. suggestive thing of yeah. saying you're going to have one year to live. Yeah. Yeah. And some people are very suggestive and they're going to die and others are going to be like, yeah, right. Yeah, people are like, no. It's not happening to me. No. Yeah. 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 And the other thing yeah. that also I hear over and over and over again is my mother had cancer, my grandmother had cancer, my aunt had cancer, my you know, my family members had cancer. So I'm going to I will be getting cancer. You know, that that is my you know that, Destiny, I, yeah. I, I am I am next in line. Genetic yeah. determinism. Yeah, yeah exactly. Beautiful. What I say to them is, you know, if you're you are ge- pr- 
genetically predisposed. Is of that course. the right yeah. word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, so if you go and trash your body, if you go and push your body to extremes, mm -hmm. you're more than likely to get mm -hmm. cancer or mm -hmm. you're more than likely to get MS mm -hmm. or motor neuron or some autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're going to guess it. Yeah. But if you know, you're more likely to get one thing, I'm more likely to get another thing. It, mm -hmm. it's, but it, but that's okay because you're not going to get it because you're looking after yourself. You've mm -hmm. come to see me. You're, yeah, yeah. you're, you're in the, on the journey. You're, you're yeah, yeah. dealing with your brain and your body, and mm -hmm. I'm going to send you now to see a nutritionist, and I'm, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And you're on the journey. Mm -hmm. It's, it's great. You're going to, Lexi's going to sort your whole mm -hmm. rest of your body out, mm -hmm. you know, and it, and you know, and then people are, oh, and it's amazing. You said. Her eyes, I mean, everything changes. It's such a, makeup. It's such a weird paradigm shift when yeah. you start to think like that. Epigenetic. Epigenetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you inherit only 50% of the genetic, but you inherit 50% of behavior. So if you are predisposed genetically to having type 2 diabetes, it's one thing, but if your mum and your grandma and your grand aunt and your great granddad and everybody else has used candy to uh, actually help them to deal with stress, well, you're going to have inherited that really. And that's something you can change. The genetic predisposition, you can't really. And, and you almost have to think about it with those kind of things. It's like you're just part of a chain in a way. So there's all the people, have, oh my grandma, my nana, nana. Yeah, what about your great great grand grandchild? Mm. What about him? Do you think about him? Oh well, uh, yeah, because what you're doing today is going to influence your great 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 grandchild. Mm. And if you're actually cutting your uh, sugar consumption and you sort your uh, the patterns that you've inherited, and you can change because you can change your behavior. Well, maybe your kids will develop diabetes 15 years later than you, and you have that uh, diabetic five years later than your parents. And their kids, because of that, might not develop it in their 90s. And their kids might not develop it at all, despite the genetic predisposition. And that's a bit the whole lot, really. So not only you're doing the journey for yourself, but you're doing the journey for the others after next, you. Next and there's the next one. For the greater good. But not the greater good, but for... Is that, is that, is that change of things, really? No, no, no. It's a, it's a good... Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's done for the greater good, it will have a positive effect. Yeah, but yeah. if you do it for the wrong reason, it will not. But people are really happy with the story ending uh, oh, uh, uh, you know, it's in my genetics. That's it. Full stop. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. I can do. Coats hung up. They don't have to do anything. That's it, that's it, that's it. Adventure stopped. Good job. Journey stopped. And the only reason you would want to think like that is to not take responsibility. Yeah. That's it. Full stop. There's no other reason for the world, really. And it's not the easy thing, and you're not going to change your genetics very easily, but you can change your behavior a bit more easily than the whole thing, really. And there are diseases that are inherited yeah. Huntington's and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Right? But, um, Cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but, you know, there are lots of them that uh, of course, of course, of course. can help. That's it, that's it. Well, because the environmental, the environmental pressure that you put on your genetic is actually the way you respond to your environment, mm -hmm. and that's how it goes, really. So you've got a dysfunction in terms of transcription of things, and certain genes are preferably mm -hmm. uh, transcribed, and, like that. and that's how it goes from 
I don't know, like it's like a humoral type thing. So you get like uh, eczemas and things like that, which are a bit the extracellular type thing. And then you get the cellular type dysfunction. And then you get a bit of uh, inside the cell dysfunction. And then you get a, a nucleus and DNA dysfunction. So you get different uh, depths of dysfunction into your body. Really. And the length of time you're having that behavior, the long, the deeper it goes, really, in a way. Okay. Yeah. That becomes an so they talk that in uh, homo toxicology it's like a, a branch of homeopathy and they talk about that different uh, uh, immuno what's it called no homo toxicology oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a, a, yeah. Yeah, a branch of um, homeopathy who talks about that they do they inject uh, people with uh, like inner backs or inner muscles or whatever with really saline uh, type thing with uh, remedy in it it's quite an interesting way of doing it really no zone why well, let it go through the layers itself well depending on the type of yeah. disease you have and they classify it in the two different mm. uh, that's crazy and the cancer yeah. the cancer is the deepest one really yeah we are crazy animals we are yeah. and we do, do, you know, do you know about fecal transplants that's another yeah, yeah, subject yeah. that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, um, that's it's, it's incredible. I'm sure, I didn't do that in the Neanderthal days. Maybe they ate it straight from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a guy who was going around. I can't remember his name. His age is a red bone. He was going around loads of different tribes and like staying with them for quite a while, and then doing like fecal transplants. With, really? Yeah, because he was like, I want my body to be, I want to be Superman, and like completely like fight against anything. I can't remember what happened to him in the end, but I, I, I know at some point he got really, really ill um, from, from one thing in particular. And then, yeah, he, he but again, because he hasn't evolved in that Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. Kind of stripped from, stripped you know, from so very, the, yeah. the, the feces is stripped from all the context. That is, you know, he's not just a content. That. Yeah, yeah, it's just a content. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's incredible because you can really save people's lives, can't you? It's extraordinary. People with Clostridium difficile, people in hospital who have had doses of antibiotics to their eyeballs to try to get rid of those things, and there's a, a, a resistance who's built, built up, and therefore they really get poorly. And then you actually compete, you transplant clean poo, <laughs> and the whole bacterial set that comes with it. In, in order to compete with that uh, antibiotic resistant uh, bacteria. And actually, well, there's more competition and therefore it's, it has to, it cannot develop as readily. And the normal transit is happening. The submucosal plexus that we are talking about is happening. The immune system uh, comes out. There's less mucus. There's less diapedesis. There's less all the rules thing. And it settles the inflammatory process. And people tend to recover very nicely, really. So crazy. And there's new research now, which I find absolutely amazing, is uh, they're using faecal transplants now for autism in America mm. with great success. Uh -huh. Amazing. But I believe that pe people's guts, so like the third brain or the three brains that they used to talk about, and obviously you're talking about brain matter or mm. you know, neuron matter, neurons in the gut. Surely you must think that it, that it will have a part to play in certain behavioural... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a huge subject called um, GAP. It's gut and psychology. And actually, the, the 
Andrew Wakefield, do you remember the chap who was mm-hmm. struck? Was he struck off? But he was just discredited mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. his um, mm-hmm. uh, views. Oh no, it's not, it's not his views actually. The measles, mumps, and rubella vaccination causing mm-hmm. autism. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not saying that uh, measles and the vaccine was causing. Uh, autism. He was saying in certain type of patients who've got digestive issues and especially ulcerative colitis and Crohn's and others, I can't really remember exactly, the likelihood of them when vaccinated to develop an autistic yeah. uh, spectrum was uh, something that needed to be investigated. And he laughed. And everybody has said, so that's again the context and the content Everybody strips the whole stuff and they said, oh, vaccines causes autism. No, 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 no. Vaccine doesn't cause autism. But you yeah. might increase your chance of developing some kind of autistic spectrum if you yeah. had a very bad digestive issue as a kid. And you, and you were vaccinated with MMR. And, and he wanted more research to be done on the subject and it's been completely... Uh, but of course now, 10 years later... We do, put, we do put transplant on autistic kids yeah. and actually uh, and we respond to kids and maybe yeah. he was right to go along. That's um, uh, just before you came I was, I was introducing another podcast the previous one that we did we were talking about the left and the right side of the brain in yeah. that podcast and uh, I think there was a big part of us talking about how science can be really really left brain and it's really really good that it is in lots of ways because you know, it's helped us do loads of things. But sometimes that that example of someone being like, this, here's a study and I think it's got some water, and then science being like, vaccines cause autism, no, and then just throwing it under the carpet, throwing it out. It's like, that's it's too much of a literal interpretation of something, and then now it's coming back. It's quite interesting that there's a few things like that within science that they've had to leave for quite a while and then revisit it and then... Mm-hmm. Now they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Galileo Galilei was almost put at the stake for uh, saying that <laughs> the earth was turning and then it was turning around the sun and all the rest, really. So, you know, but sometimes we, it's, it's a bit different. We now it's a bit the same thing. It's a bit the same thing. We do now know that he should have been burnt at the stake. Yeah, that's it. It's flat and immobile and at the center of yeah. the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> My mistake. Of course. No, no, it's, it's a big subject again. And that whole thing, but the gut is really playing such an integral role and its response to your um, uh, perception of your environment. Yeah. So, and that's why autism is on the bar a bit. If my understanding of autism is uh, accurate, people don't tend to be able to filter the sensory input they are having, basically. Mm-hmm. And for, for, what, for whatever reason. And therefore, they have to have certain behaviors, repetitive behaviors, to try to calm themselves down. So they're going to tap something or bash their head or, 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 or withdraw them, and they have to withdraw themselves, basically. Yeah. So you can't, um, if you were getting rid of their hearing a bit or really dampening the sense of the hearing and the lighting and not having too much kinesthetic uh, uh, effect on them, all of a sudden they can calm down because there's not so much sensory input in a way. Well, Overload. Overload, which could be coming from the sensation they got in their gut, which actually completely re- disrupts a bit their cognitive thing. Uh, people with anxiety, we've got lots of people with anxiety, and anxiety is that really. It's you thinking, oh my god, there's something wrong, something wrong with me, I'm about to speak in public, and my, my gut is really bad, oh my god, I've got something wrong with me, I'm going to die. It's like, um, no, you're actually quite excited. 
Yeah. And, and when you're excited, you got that sensation. Remember. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Ah, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Oh. I heard somebody say, you know, everybody has anxiety. Anxiety is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. It's okay. good. But you need to be able to have it and then switch it off. That's it, that's it, that's it. And the, the anxiety that we think of today yeah, yeah. is when it's on. All, all the time. time. There's no switch. There's yeah. no you don't know how to control it kind of yeah. thing or work with so it. It's a, I like the idea of like I can't remember who said it like taming it like it being something that you've got to try and figure out how to build a relationship with and yeah. like understand how to use it kind of thing mm. as soon as I um, I don't know as soon as I heard that I was like I just had a completely different view on it and it immediately I've not had like anxiety issues Good. since basically yeah just look at it and go oh, hello yeah. what are you doing here again Oh, maybe not so normal if you're really triggered by any kind of normal thing all the time, and then you need to do these other things that maybe need to be done to calm you down, and you need to maybe isolate yeah. what are the triggers. Yeah. But normal people, whether what is normal as a people and what are people anyway, but yeah. most of us, most yeah. of us, humans, humans are having those gut feelings in light of the change in the environment, and it's a normal thing. And you're about to base jump from a building. Uh, well, some of us are going to poop ourselves literally because yeah. the gut is really, and the adrenaline and the whole thing is too strong, really. And some of us are responding that way, and others are going to love it. They, they, they are so excited, they can't wait to have more of that <laughs> sensation. <laughs> that's it, that's it. That's it. So Addictive. Addictive. Yeah. With the gut feeling, don't you think? So you're talking about like women walking home and being like, I knew this thing was like something bad was going to happen. Don't you feel like or think that potentially some people have like a, um, like might be um, hypersensitive in that space? So like, you know, maybe they're quite an anxious person and they've got lots of things that you're just saying. Maybe there's some other things, other reasons why you've got those emotions and those feelings in your gut, and it might you might need to address those rather than just address the gut or whatever. Don't yeah. you think like some people? Yeah. How do you kind of how do you find that out? Like if someone came to you and was like, oh, I'm really worried about these things, this, this and this, how do you, how do you figure out whether they've got something, whether they're a little bit hypersensitive or whether they've actually, they actually need to change something in their environment, I guess? I think in, 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 in that situation, there's a lot going on, uh, more than likely there's a lot of physical stuff going on. Um, some people are so hypersensitive that actually it's it's difficult for me to physically treat them uh, because they've had this sorry not physically treat uh, treat treat their sort of the mental side. Mm -hmm. So I will just put aside all that worry and anxiety and that they've brought in with them um, and actually just treat them physically mm -hmm. on the couch just just to. Just to calm the system down, so I might just calm their adrenal glands down. I mean, you, you do similar sort of stuff, but probably more effective, I don't know. But, but it just physically calm their adrenal glands down with, with meridians or with, with some energy work or just literally hands-on. I mean, physical touch is mm. incredibly important. Mm. Um, and that then enables you to... to kind of what I could go in the back door, but you can sort of slip in and, and kind of start playing around with what exactly is going on. And very often they, they will let go of loads of stuff and, and it'd be very, very quick. And, and, and the initial reaction will be the, 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 
the nugget in there that's creating all this, um, what do they call it when you get a starburst of other things that are attached to it? I can't really mm. call it. It's where it sort of goes, and you've got loads of things going on. You get that little nugget. Um, if I am working like a guy from today. Yes, it's it's it can be simple, but sometimes it can take a, a couple of sessions just to just to calm the system down. Because when people are very anxious as well, they're very um, wary. They're they're quite uh, suspicious, critical. Um, I can't be helped, even though they've arrived. They I can't be helped. Uh, you know all that sort of stuff. So Any time I had therapy when I was younger, I like. Oh, it was such a weird state of mind. I, I was in the state of mind of like I can't, I can't be help, um, beyond help, and I was. But I was also in a place of like uh, this, <laughs> this, this person's never gonna understand, <laughs> never gonna like understand me, and like I'm just gonna like just say whatever I want, and then never get to the, like almost like it was a challenge. And then yeah. as I got older, I was like, what? That is such a weird. <laughs> like, of course they're not gonna. Like you have to be honest. Like you've got to try and be as honest as you can for for a therapist to be able to help you. Ah, yeah. oh, but there's 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 ways of finding out. If you're I guess yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> NLP, eye accessing cues. You yeah, can yeah, yeah. Uh, you can usually tell when people are making things up. Yeah. Or or, or don't even know they're making it up. That it, whether it's true or not. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. as your body can't, it just can't lie. Mm. Yeah, That's yeah. Yeah, so, use your right brain, you imagine the whole lot and you make a bit of a story or you uh, use your left brain and it's pretty much of a factory yeah, yeah. and depending on where you look at the top of that and, uh, left and, thing, and then you get an idea about the whole lot yeah, you give it all away yeah. 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 your body gives it away so your body never, never lies that's the whole thing really and people don't tend to lie but it's little white lies so yeah. it's it's what you say it is there is a belief exactly but so don't you think that don't you think that people can get good at lying because I used to lie all the time pathologically yeah. like yeah. literally serial liar so your name um, actually isn't Elliot at all who are you <laughs> <laughs> and and I th- I still think that I got into like a place where I was uh, an unbelievably good liar and like women so what did you get from from lying what what <laughs> a shitload of issues <laughs> <laughs> I was it working for you yeah, 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 yeah. anyway yeah. well it like just completely ruined my life basically and then but were like, they were they were they like little white lies no, like you know no. I, well I think most like, things kind of start in that way yeah. kind of start and as a white lie and then it gets bigger but then yeah. it was like lying about all sorts like health issues um, I also like stole quite a lot, so was lying about like stuff like that. Do you think it was attention seeking? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like I think I from a young age. I think I had an issue, and I still have it now. Actually, it's something that I'm like actually struggling with in present day, uh, which is like um, I guess not feeling like accepted, and so then like what do I do to try and make myself feel like I'm like yeah. worthy or whatever yeah. and I think years it was up until I was 21 that I had a situation where it was like I got kicked out of uni and I lost my girlfriend and was like fuck I really need to do something about this and I think years of doing that means that I've 
I, I, it was just like a completely fake human that I had made and so then yeah. from then until now I've really like battled with trying to find out who, who yeah. I am what yeah. I want to do and stuff yeah I think we're all still trying yeah, to work that one out if we were not are you guys so confident about it yeah yeah that's it that's it you have to appear to be confident about it most of the time that's the whole thing really I'm actually just lying about that I'm yeah. really confident and know exactly what I'm doing yeah no, we all are. Uh, in Just a way, tell your brain. You need to tell your brain all the time mm. who you really are. But it's good not to lie to yourself to the end, really. And then you'll be able to, be, to kick out the whole habit and the whole addiction of it, really, which is yeah. quite a good thing. Really. It sent me on this path as well, mm-hmm. like reading about the kind of stuff Fantastic. that's going mm-hmm. yeah. So that's... Um, mm. yeah. So be grateful for it in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was apologize to all those poor people and then be grateful for it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why I was listening about about um, Joe Griffin from the Human Given. I'm listening to one of his online courses about consciousness, and he talks about people who've got addiction. So you see somebody who's a heroin addict, and then it's quite easy to point the fingers as going in the wrong direction, really, in a way, and to be like, well, I don't do that, and I'm so much more righteous, something like that, but little you know, it's from that place, that deep, dark place that you tend to bounce back, and when the person bounces back, he's going to be in a much better place than you, in a way, and he's going to have gained so much more wisdom, and he's going to be so much more conscious of the yeah. thing, really. So people who are alcoholics who climb up my steps and say, oh, I'm not drinking at all. You don't, you don't, you must not be too judgmental because yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they might self-destruct, but that's their path. Sure. But if they don't and they come to a corner and they bounce out of that, they will be greater people than possibly you will ever be in a way because you've not had that uh, addiction or that uh, conundrum to have to mm-hmm. contend with really. So good on you. Yeah. To have done the whole lot, really. Well, yeah, you've done well. Because you're, you're, a better, you're a better person for having done it because you know the two sides of the story, really. And that's why we're talking about to start with. If you're, if you're an ex-smoker, you know what it is to be a smoker and you know what it is to be a non-smoker. And therefore, you got the two ends of the spectrum, really. Mm. And going to see somebody who never smoked to stop smoking, uh, yes, that's, it's great, yeah. theoretically, but he cannot really empathize with you as a human and be like, uh, been down that rabbit hole, yeah, a bit difficult, and the way I came out was doing this and this and that, and that's what it meant for me. And it's like, oh, wow. And I, I think that can help. You can't have that. empathy unless, really, yeah. unless, you've, unless you've been there. Mm-hmm. Which is why you tend to attract people who actually slightly mirror, mm-hmm. mirror you, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's yeah. quite interesting. That's, um, that's like uh, us being like story-led, almost like story-led humans or, or believing in stories. Narratives. The theory is great. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows what smoking does to you. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what uh, too much alcohol, everyone mm-hmm. knows what too much anything does or any addiction. Mm-hmm. But that's not really very helpful. Mm-hmm. But you're going to die anyway, so why not die of a lung cancer? Which actually is that, that nihilistic way of thinking, so that deterministic that. way of thinking, <laughs> and that's uh, the only reason to do to think like that is to not take responsibility. Full stop. Yes, but you're not here to. Yes, you're gonna die. Yeah, well, we all. But you're here maybe to live, not especially for yourself, but for others around mm-hmm. you, really, your family, your friends, all the rest, really. So there's all that. Uh, anyway. However, I, I live by, um, and, I, and I advocate the 20, 80-20 rule, 
I can't remember who told me that, but yeah. somebody told me the page yeah, of 20 I, I, rule. And um, it might have been a, a, a chap, we did a bit of work together, Nick Parker, who, if I can ever persuade him to come, he would um, be fantastic to talk to you. <laughs> I'm seeing him on Thursday, so I'll ask him. But he, he I think it was, I can't remember anyway, whether it was him or not, but anyway, the 80 20 rule is just, I mean, it's just so liberating. So 80% of the time you do your best, and then you've got 20% to, you know, hallelujah. Let's fall off here, let's eat some chips, let's be really bad, let's have a cigarette, let's let's have the extra gin and tonic, whatever it might be, you know, I don't know whether it's 20 bags of chips, but, but, you know, you'll feel glassy, but... Yeah, you can go back on that straight path. very often, you almost don't want that 20%. Yeah, yeah. You know you've got it. You do 7%. Or five, yeah. and then yeah. the next time you do three, and then and it's yeah. not actually that much fun. Yeah, think, well, God, yeah. why don't I do that? I'm generally the type that slides the other way to 40, 50. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like 20% was three hours ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's no, quite I, a, it is quite a good thing to remember good, yeah, because yeah, people yeah. think, you know, people look at me and think, well, apparently they tell me that, you know, I'm so perfect at this and perfect at that which I always find astounding but anyway um, and I mean I just think crikey you know you obviously don't know me very well I love going hell for that or this that and the other and a little bit of adrenaline and I love it you know and um, you know but ultimately you know hopefully hopefully but if you're only doing 20% of the time then 80% or like 20% however you measure it Mm. and that 80% shine like it really comes through and yeah. that 20% also probably comes through because yeah. you're, you're like exercising yeah. parts of your character character in like maybe some not so great ways if it's more than 20% yeah, yeah I'm a big fan of that rule everything yeah. in moderation including moderation yeah good one yeah. yeah similar thing nice <laughs> wow but that was a good way to maybe yeah. end, it. end it. That's great. Yeah. I thought we were just talking about me. It's fantastic. We just talked about everything else. <laughs> no, we talked about no. yeah. it. Okay. It's just sitting down and having a conversation. Yeah. I like the idea from the podcast I listened to. Like, they all bang on about how often do you get the opportunity to sit down with some people who are interesting yeah. and just talk about stuff. And it's like, before you know it, I don't even know how long we've been here, but I bet if I check my cameras, it'd be like... Hour, hour yeah. and a half, so I said to somebody today, we have lost the art of communication. We are losing mm-hmm. the art of communication. Mm-hmm. It's really scary, yeah. actually, through text messaging, messaging, emails, whatever. People just don't want to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. I ring people up, and they're like, "Are you okay? Can I help you?" I think, <laughs> what do you want? I'm just waiting <laughs> for a chat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm a bit busy. Then just think, yeah. you know, gone are the days when. You know, mm-hmm. six o'clock. It was it six o'clock? Was always cheaper time to call. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. And um, um, you know, six o'clock glass of wine. You know, pick up the phone, chat, 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 yeah, chat. You know, yeah. and that would be your time to talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know? But that doesn't. You know, doesn't. But there's so there's so, so many it's things. Great. This is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are too um, like. There's too many things I know in my life that I'm like, oh, that's really important. I definitely can't miss that. I really need that. But then something happens, and I'm like. So everyone's like, oh, I'm too busy, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. It's like really important, I must do this, yeah. I must do this. Whereas communicating with people is, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's like good in yeah. every way, I think. Yeah. So, well, thank yeah. you. Cool. Done. <laughs> thank, you, right. thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much. Sorry.